Here, Welcome back to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about critical issues in the blindness community. I'm Aaron Richmond. Tonight, like all other episodes, is copywritten by me, Aaron Richmond, and Aaron's Opinion. Thank you. This podcast, of course, can be heard on Apple iTunes and basically anywhere else you would get a podcast along with YouTube. Don't forget to follow us wherever you like on Facebook and Twitter and everything like that. Well, I think, you know, if you're watching on YouTube right now, uh, when I upload this video, you will, you will recognize some very friendly and very kind faces, as I've called them, the two kindest people in the podcasting community, known, we're going to call them the family chime this evening. Jessica and Wayne, they join us. Uh, we're so happy to have you back, and I'm so glad to get both of you on an exciting episode together. How's it going out there? It's cold, and it's snowed yesterday, so it's very cold here. I think winter's making an early appearance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, on my, on my side of the world, it's very warm. It's unseasonably warm here, for whatever, whatever reason that might be. So let's get into the creativity. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you both at the same time was to talk about, you know, the, the future plans that, and some of the future episodes that all of us can record. Now, for instance, both of you are amazing YouTubers um, and both of you are producing great content. So what have you guys been working on with your YouTube hobby these days? Well, to be honest with you, <laughs> we haven't been lately. I mean, we have ideas that are rattling around. Yeah, we haven't gotten anything solid down quite yet. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, well, let's, well, let's work on that. Let's, let's work on that. Okay. So what is an idea that, that you want me to rattle? Cause, cause let's, let's rattle out an idea here. Let's, let's test it. What, what, what do you think would be an, an entertaining and an interesting thing? I think one idea that we want to uh, pursue is how divorce can affect both grown children and children and i mean it affects everyone and we jesse and i both um have been in at one end of a spectrum yeah, i've we, been at both ends we both come from divorced parents and one of and another idea we did this on a talk show once how two people with disabilities can work together or live together hmm um, well, both of you can talk about both of those topics uh, now if you want. Um, uh, the one that interests me, the one that I think is, well, both are, both are great. Um, let's talk about the disability thing. So, you know, as I've said, I'm, I'm kind of an overly open person, actually, about a lot of things. Um, and I'm closed about, and I'm private about others, but the thing I'm open about is telling you that, you know, at the moment I live with my parents and my brother, and I'm someone who has never okay. uh, had, you know, opportunities, you know, socially in my life for many, many different reasons, uh, primarily because of the environment where I live and just, you know, the way, you know, the way life goes. So I think a lot of blind people around the world would be interested to know and would kind of be wondering. So um, to be quite direct with you, so how does having a relationship work when you have a disability? What, what do you really need to know? That would be a great question. Um, well, one is like, we both have different disabilities. He's blind and partially deaf. 
I have autism or Alyssa's yeah. Asperger's. Asperger's. Yeah. So that's a major, you know, hurdle. We we're both still trying to overcome, you know, overcome and deal with each other and, you know, learning each other's kind of quirks, I guess you want to call it the different, you know, what holds us back and what doesn't, you know, what one's able to do, you know, what one may not be able to. And the thing is, it's for her, she's still, I have never, well, yeah, I have not ever lived with a person who has autism. So this is a whole new ball game for me. And there are times I have actually banged my head against the wall in frustration trying to figure out how the heck to get through to her. And I asked her later, how do I? She said, I don't know. I'm still learning myself. Oh, boy. Right, right. But you yeah. mentioned, but you, go ahead. You mentioned living in an environment. In my first marriage, um, I came straight from living with my mother to... Control, enter. Control, enter. I, know, I don't know why it's doing it. I can't get it to stop. So anyway, anyway. Um, Star. So I, uh, I had, when I lived with my first wife, I had no idea how to really function in the real world. I mean, I knew the basics, how to make my bed, how to do my laundry, how to heat up frozen dinners in the microwave. Beyond that, I didn't know nothing. So you might say the first six months of my marriage was a crash course. And even then, I literally crashed through it because 10 years later, I had to go retake the same training again, but out of a different program. <laughs> and I've gone through outpatient mental health counseling for years, on and off, on and off, and off. And I also come from previous abusive relationships. Um, I also have a lot of other issues, PTSD from a couple of things. So that's another you know, kind of boundary that kind of gets in the way sometimes, so that, that's a, you know, it's kind of an eclectic mix, if you will. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think those are, I, I agree, those are, those are all um, real, real issues. And then to go back on something that you, you both said, that both of you are um, ch children or, or people who come from, come from uh, divorced families um, mm -hmm. so you you had a couple points that you wanted to make about that mm -hmm. yeah divorce the way my parents divorce happened was a very I wouldn't call it a nasty divorce but it wasn't a clean break it was you know they had written letters to both sides of the family saying you know that they weren't allowed to make contact with my sister and I or bring up anything about the divorce for fear of upsetting us or rocking the boat or whatever have you. So in turn, those letters caused a lot of harm because our families just decided to stop coming around. My sister and I, we weren't allowed to see them. Well, the, you know, according to the letter. So they just, you know, gave in and said, fine, whatever. And so my sister and I were kind of left alone with our thoughts to do with it what we may, you know, and it, so mentally that caused a lot of damage. You know, my sister will deny it, you know, but she drinks because of it. She does drugs because of it. 
you know, and that's why I've been, and that's why I've been in and out of mental health or I've been doing a lot of outpatient counseling throughout the years. I finally got off my medic, my mental health medication the end of last year. So I finally, actually about a year and a half. Or yeah, a year and a half ago, I finally stabilized off that stuff. So that was a plus. So as for me, my mom and my mom basically told my dad, she didn't want to be married to him anymore. And I found a lot of this out much, much, much later. My mother was a control person and a money person. I mean, I found out later. Would you respect someone who rips you off fifty thousand uh, dollars? No. No. Exactly. Well, I came from that, and um, my basically, I lived in fear a lot, and it took me literally moving out of my mother's house and having an almost mental breakdown in the process of it. But since that time, um, my dad and I have been able to rebuild our relationship. But as far as, I mean, and that's hard. I mean, when, especially when, when I divorced my first wife, my dad and my backgrounds were so similar on how the divorce happened. Although my ex didn't tell me she didn't want to be married to me anymore. She pretty much threatened me. So I left. And, um, well, she'll deny that. <laughs> um, and I'm getting through it. The, the sad part is it's, it's also affecting the kids because my, my sister and I were under my mother's control my kids are under my ex's control. Again, and if my mom was alive and if we were still there, she would deny it just like my ex would. So it's kind of a complicated thing, let me tell you. Um, divorce is not something I would wish on anybody. Um, Jesse and I both believe that divorce, if there is A, unfaithfulness involved. Or abuse of any kind, then you have the right to exactly end it and be done, which... In a way, am I happy my parents got divorced? No. Have I made peace with it? Technically, yes. Although it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, my my stepmom and my mother are pretty much... Best friends now? Yeah, and my dad sees my mom more now than, than, they, he, <laughs> than he did when they were married, which is kind of a weird... It's hard for me to still kind of get used to that, but, you know, I think he does it more to keep peace, you know, and to kind of show that they can be you know, normal, I guess, around each other, but it's, it's still, still a love-hate thing between yeah, the two it, of them. I've watched kid, it. Yeah, my mom and dad are trying to be more loving to me now, but it's it's hard to accept it still now, even though they're trying to be all lovey-dovey and nice now, because it's like, I got so used to the hatred and the anger and the resentment and the rejection for so long, it's hard to let that other side come over the barrier now, so it's... Now, my dad my stepmother, what used to be <laughs> my mom's best friend. <laughs> um, so she told me there, she was trying to get mom and dad back together, but it didn't work, obviously. My mother passed in 2002. So, um, and in my stepmother now, she has had Parkinson's for over 20 years and she's still active. But it took me 20 
two plus years to ask her for forgiveness for the way I treated her in the beginning of her and dad's marriage. And it wasn't very nice. And it took me, it took me to, uh, leaving my ex to finally bring it to my own senses. So in some ways, there were some blessings in disguise because of the divorce. I'll say that. Yeah, and me moving so far away, yes, it's hard because now I am farther away. My parents are getting up there in years. They're both 66 years old now. And they're, both their health is declining quickly. So, I mean, that's hard. And, you know, my dad's I health is declining. Around, so is I, my stepmother. I so. can't be around my youngest sister, which is also another negative in my book. But I've learned a lot being out here. I've grown up a lot. So there's plus, I mean, there's both pluses and negatives in this big whole thing. And the thing is, I originally grew up in Northern California. And I moved up here in 2004. And since that time, I have been able to see things from a different perspective. Do I have contact with my family? No. They have chosen not to contact me, whether by, I don't know. But if I always tell people, if my family wants to contact me, they know how to find me on Facebook. They know how to find me in the, they know how to pick up the phone and call me. But that's okay. I'm not really focusing on that because I'm focusing now on Jessica and Twyla, uh, our dog. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that's a lot. It's a lot of good knowledge, a lot of good information, and um, of course, I'm I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, I I will tell you that I've known known a lot of people. Uh, all over the country who have been through very similar, very similar situations. Um, it's quite a, quite a serious issue in American society today for, for sure. Um, but yeah, there are many, there are many blessings in disguise that, you know, that, that you don't really realize until the blessing in disguise comes that it's a blessing in disguise. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the problem. I've had many of those, you know, um, so I, I guess it's kind of an odd, kind of a weird question, but so then do you think, you know, do you think blind people should strive to have relationships? What do you, what do you, what's your consensus on that? I guess. I, I think they should, because, um, if they are called to find a relationship, then go for it because, um, it is tough. I mean, I'm the only blind one in my family. And my ex was blind. Her parents are both blind. So there was, there was some interesting things that happened there. But I really think if blind people want to be in a relationship, they should. And just like a normal person, they are going to have to learn to sacrifice. And also, it's like with Jesse, it's a constant education. No matter which way you look at it, that's, you're never going to get away from that. And whether that person's blind or not, look at who they are on the inside. That's what counts. That's one advantage of being blind. We can't obviously stay on the outside. Right. Sure. And I also think that being blind is also a disadvantage because you can't see your partner. You know, you can't see what they look like and... You know, you can't read their emotions. And so sometimes I think there's both disadvantages and advantages. However, though, uh, 
we can see our partners just in a different way. We physically can't see them, but we mentally can. And it's like the first time, Jesse asked me this a while back, the first time I met Jess, she's like, what, what was the picture you had of me? And the funny thing was, it exactly fit. She guessed I was short. He was right. He guessed my hair color. Didn't you say, what'd you say my hair color was? I thought it was like brunette or blonde or something like that. You were, the brunette was right. I'm brown. It's, you know. And everything he got was pretty much spot on. It was like, whoa, how'd you do that? Yeah. And it's, and, and also the first time that, mind if I tell the story? No, go ahead. When, okay, her dad, her dad was very but, judgmental. Very. Well, also, he was a teacher for the blind in well, Illinois. Well, not a teacher, but a, a like a rehab yeah, okay, rehab, a rehab technologist is yeah. what his title was. Well, he told Jesse that, well, why don't you tell him what he told me? <laughs> he was very judgmental. When I first told him about Wayne, and I told him that Wayne was married when I met Oh boy, there was an all-out war between us. It was not pretty. And my dad was pointing out every negative thing he could possibly point out to me, saying I'm making another horrible mistake with my life, that this is just going to, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. I'm getting myself into a mess or trouble or whatever. And then, you know, he told me how skittish and scared blind people get, how touchy and sensitive they are about things. And then when he met Wayne at the airport, when Wayne came to Illinois to get me and visit, my dad's tune changed on a dime like that. It was like all the judgment was gone. Like he didn't hate him. He didn't, you know. I was like, oh, so you you don't judge other blind people, but as soon as I get with somebody, you become judgmental. But as soon as you met them in person, that all disappeared. It was like, and I was kind of shocked at him. I was like, okay, you tell me not to judge, but you're judging it now. Well, the point is this. Know. He told her, you know, you have to shake hands. Don't do that. Basically, treat me like a piece of glass. Well, I came up. And I already, I mean, I thought about it as the plane was on. I said, okay, I know what her dad's thinking. I went up and I just automatically gave her a hug. And her dad, the look on his face was like, what? Are you what? Doing? <laughs> yeah. He was not happy about it, but it, he got over it pretty quick. And he was, you know, I, he's, he's liked Wayne ever since, you know. And it's like he was out here a couple of weeks ago. We'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, and. Her mom, and also one thing I did, and this is one thing I encourage every gentleman to do. If your um, girlfriend, whatever, and this, if you have a girlfriend that's still living at home, reach out to the parents because that can also work in your favor yes and i actually and, and jess was ticked at first when i did this i actually because asked, i was still afraid of my folks at the time mm -hmm. i actually asked her for her parents numbers star that star. night after she told them about me and world war three broke out i called them i talked to both of them her dad still is easier to talk to than her mother 
Although my mother's always been that way. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I always encourage guys, reach out to the parents or reach out to the girl's family that's living with them. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot more problems. And I think the same goes. And, and the reason I don't say this for the girls, because basically the guy has a lot more to do than the girl does. He's the one that provides. He's the one that has to take care of his partner. He has to be the one that reassures the family. I know that's old-fashioned in today's society, but that's the way I... That's yeah, the, I mean, they were kind of worried about he, how he'd provide for me and how we'd survive and, you know. Mm -hmm. And right. like I said, yeah. some, people, some people think that I'm old-fashioned in my ways, but you know what? It's always best. Well, good. Yeah, I'm extremely old-fashioned too, so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. Do you, do you, oh, do you do you want to say? Do you do you want to say something or? I no. I was gonna oh. say you know, my being out here has changed me in a lot of ways, and now that my dad's had the virus that is going around the COVID BS that I don't you know whatever, the COVID disease that really angers me that people are, are ignoring and blowing off. Um. That broke my dad in a lot of ways, and it changed him, and and I would not wish COVID on anybody, so I'm not saying that, but it has changed my dad in a lot of ways and made him realize the type of person I am and has made him see my disability clearly for the first time in 33 years. I'll be 34 in March, yeah, so 33 years, um, and it's helping to under get him to understand and accept things more because now he's fully disabled and he will have to give up his job by the end of the year due to you know the due neurological damage and everything so you know am i glad he got COVID? no am i glad my stepmom and youngest sister got it no but it's teaching them to see us differently now and respect us more and you know I can actually now instead of always having my guard up now when my dad does come out I can actually be myself and not feel like I have to hide or be ashamed of myself anymore so you know disabilities are hard because again we are unfortunately in this real world we live in we're shamed for it and Fortunately, in my opinion, the new president-elect we are getting, which will be official come January 20th, because he also has a disability, a lot of people can't see it, but he does, that's going to change the world a lot because people are going to start to have more, I'm hoping it's going to teach people to have more understanding and more patience, but time will tell. Sure, right, yeah. So what else have you guys been working on with some of your um, some of your stories that you've been writing, some of your, you know, creative content that you put out, Wayne, on uh, Chime Bear? Well, I haven't put one up since, oh, geez, the last interactive story I put out was March. Although um, someone in your group, Wilbert, 
liked one of my posts that I got to redo. I talked about um, sleep apnea. Pitch control six. Um, see if you can restart that, Jess. Um, and I, it, it wasn't a story, so more or less. I was more of a podcast. I was talking about how I was diagnosed, what the equipment I use is, and you know that sort of thing. But I do have a story that's rattling around in my head. I'm not going to talk about it now because I'm st I still haven't gotten the final uh, draft, so to speak. There you go. Um, so, will I'm still. The problem is, is I have ideas just about trying to get it together and I keep appealing to my subscribers. I keep appealing to my subscribers, but no one has come through with ideas. Either that or they come with ideas that either A, are way out of my league or two, I've already done. I don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally understand. And these are these interactive stories where we like, where you kind of like tell a story and there's like an interaction that you record, right? And then it's like a sort of a relaxing type of uh, content, right? Yeah, and what this next story I am doing, is going to be more involved, but it's still... I'm still trying to maintain the relaxation theme, but it's going to involve the listener using their imaginations more. I'm, I base, I don't know if you ever have ever listened to old time radio shows. I mean, I've listened a tiny bit. I, I mean, I've certainly heard them b before. I've heard clips of them before, certainly. Mm -hmm. Well, that is how I base my stories on kind of the old radio theme because the listener can paint his or her own picture as big as they want. Right. And unfortunately, my thought is today's society, especially the generation between 18 and 30, they don't know about that. All they see is television. Things you have to see. Right. Where as um, I grew up, uh, as you have, listening to old radio shows and also listening to uh, Library of Congress books. You learn a lot from voice acting, just from doing it that way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we learn a lot even from recording this podcast and this YouTube channel, sure. And one of the things I'm probably going to do on my channel next, which I've been thinking about this while we've been talking, is um, one of the other things I've had to learn to live with is the panic disorder and the PTSD. So that's going to be, I think, the next talk I have in mind. And like I said, I'll be helping her out on her channel from time to time. But, you know, and I'm pretty much leaving it on her own. I mean, if she needs my help, well, we and also what we're going to do is the talk show portion of my podcast, I will share on my channel and then I will put them, send it to her and she can create a playlist on her channel with it. So we both have it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, um, and when do you, I mean, when do you do these talk shows? I, I would love to help you with a talk show, kind of that type of uh, environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that, that, that can be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I want people to understand that, you know, yes, I have a lot of issues. Yes. The panic disorder, the anxiety, the PTSD. So that's going to be the next big topic. Cause I want people to understand, you know, 
there is other ways of living with it and managing it and you know one of the challenges that i face daily with her is how do i know when it's her talking or her autism coming through and i'm and she's told me she's still trying to figure that out herself yes we've had some physical problems with that i uh, i won't deny it but some of it came out of frustration and like i said i'm still learning And not to mention, since I was, you know, I was born early, I have some brain damage too. Not like hers, but I'm a little slower at processing things other than a normal person would. But I manage. Right, of course. And um, yeah, we we have to just we have to just overcome these little, you know, these little things. These these mm-hmm. things that all these obstacles in life we just have mm-hmm. to find ways of of overcoming you know and i i see a lot of it I, and i forget if if i've talked to you about it or not or if you've mm-hmm. noticed it a lot but you know i notice a lot on the blind and visually impaired support groups that we're in on facebook man you know there's a lot of uh, is it my imagination or is there a lot of negativity on those groups because i, I agree I, you're not the only one i've noticed it too, i yes both it's just so i mean it's just so many and look i it's not it's not only negativity i'm gonna stop here there it's not only negativity but it's also a lot of drama and ignorance yeah mostly the drama you know and it's just i i get it that you know i i have i have challenges in my life you have challenges in your lives we, we all have challenges but for the most part my opinion about my pretty blunt opinion about it is please try to limit the drama i mean if you're talking about it because you just have to get it off your chest once in a while i totally feel you i totally understand that's fine but doing a lot of the groups like one of the groups we are was with one of the people on the group was steven register we have we actually oh i see i see is yeah i see that i I've seen that name before, like in the different WhatsApp groups that I'm in. Yeah, but I, I don't. Yeah, let, let's just let's just say Mr. R, because actually I have no idea who the per- I recognize yeah. the name, but I don't. Well, know. right. Let me help you then. We were in a group with a minor, and to basically and to, and to, 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 to clarify, you mean someone who was in one of the groups that you were in was below the age of eighteen. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I see. Right. And um, basically, we were helping him out. And he just totally went off the other end. Now, and this is my opinion, and Jesse agrees with me. He's not the only person. There was a lot of other people involved Mm -hmm. in it, too. But Mm -hmm. we actually stepped away from WhatsApp for like a week because we were just so upset and stressed out and overwhelmed from it. We just had to take a step back and refocus and regroup and kind of figure out what we wanted to be a part of, what groups we wanted to ditch because it was like, Aww. We were just done. We were like, I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. And also, too, and this is, I personally think that, do you want to go put it up by Thomas? No, he's fine. Um, if you're wondering what just happened, Twilight just came in here. Uh, anyway, um, I don't think anyone under the age of 18 should be running a WhatsApp group. They don't know what they don't know what they're doing, and it's just and then they bring in other drama people that just totally throws the group out of whack. 
That's why in all my WhatsApp groups, all the people in there are yeah. over 18 and also people that I know. And Jesse knows. <laughs> and I have no drama in my groups whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. And that's why, that's one of the many reasons why I do not allow minors to come on to my show. I don't allow people under the age of 18 to watch the videos. Um, <laughs> and I don't either on my channel because of that. Right, same here. And yeah, also, now, there careful. are exceptions. There is a, uh, a kid who's 15 years old, although he has the mind of a 19-year-old. I mean, he has it together. Yeah, he's a little immature at times, but that's a teenager. But overall, he has it together. I normally don't allow people over under 18 in my group, but I did make one exception um, because uh, I've had some long talks with him. And um, he's, you know, I don't have a problem with that. But when it's these people who are... Just acting bratty and just riled up and just nasty to each other and being drama just because you want to hurt people, that's when we draw the line. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one of the reasons, in one way, I go on Facebook sometimes, but not very often, because that's all you see in a lot of these groups is negativity. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hi there. How are you? Hi, I see you up there. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it, it, it does get a little out, out of control sometimes. And I, I think that although there is a lot of drama, I do think that the, that the that's totally fine. Yes, he's, he's welcome. She, she, she's welcome, of course. Um, I do think, I do think that the moderators and the administrators of these groups need to need to try to, you know, moderate and administer, administer the groups a little bit, a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, de definitely. Um, and I'm not, and you, I'm not, yes. If you don't mind my asking, are you visually impaired or are you sighted? No, Me? Yeah, I'm you. Blind. I'm definitely blind. Oh, okay. Just what, checking. What? <laughs> what, next okay. question, why, why, why do we have to check? Why, why, why would it matter? I was just curious. I was just curious. That's all. So, so, so let's 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 get to the bottom of it. That's that's an interesting question. Nobody's nobody's ever asked that on this show. So, do I come across? Um, so, uh, I mean, I mean, Jessica, you're sighted. Do do I come across to you as sighted or blind? Um, I I would say a little bit of both because you wear glasses. So yeah. I mean, you could still have some sight and be blind at the same time. I know my mom is blind in one eye because she had shingles on the brain a few years ago. Ooh, so no, she's no. blind in one eye, sighted in the other. That's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, I've heard that's extremely painful. For the, young, for the younger listeners, not, not that we have them, everybody who watches me is at least 46 years old. I looked at, the, looked at the chart earlier. But if you aren't 46 years old and you don't know what shingles is, it's a... Uh, pain, worse or painful, painful type of, it's similar to like pox, like a chicken pox or uh, something like that. But yeah, it's, that's, it's adult version of chicken pox. It's adult chicken pox, but it's extremely painful. It's just, it seems like it's especially common for old folk. O old folk are more, are more susceptible yeah, to it. Yeah, we all carry the virus. Unfortunately, once you've had chicken pox, you are at risk of getting shingles. I had a very light case. So. But also too, here's something else that's extremely painful. Glaucoma. Which is what I have. Um, I have my right eye removed. Your right eye removed? Glaucoma. Oh, my God. And why did it need to be removed? Because I mean, it, was, it was getting very painful. Well, 
the doctors wanted to save the eye, but it was deteriorating anyway. I didn't see any use of it. And um, I went to work one morning, and three hours later, I couldn't even keep my head straight. That's how painful it was. And I ended up calling the doctor on an emergency. I said, look, I know you want to save this eye, but just get rid of it. The two days later, the two days later I had the surgery. And people were surprised that I wasn't depressed. I said, hey, I was just happy to get rid of it. Although I did have, I don't know if you've heard of this, but you know how people who have their arms or legs amputated have a ghost pains? Yeah. Phantom pains are called. Yeah, phantom pains. Well, I changed it. I would see ghost images because my mm -hmm. right eye that I had removed used to be my light eye. I could see light out of that eye. So I would catch myself looking up at the ceiling. I had to remind myself, wait a minute, I don't have that eye anymore. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a guest on this show at one point who, um, who had uh, Charles Benet <laughs> syndrome. Uh, and that's a very strange syndrome uh, to go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's taking Twilight outside. I'll back real quick. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I have quite a few ideas for my channel. So we'll see. You know, like I said, the anxiety, the panic disorder, and PTSD is going to be the next big one. Mm. Well, I think that's a really that's a really important um, it, you know issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I think the next one after that will probably be, you know, living with, you know, seizures like I do, which I don't have regular normal seizures like people think. I have what they call absent seizures. So that'll probably be another one I do. There's quite yeah, a few I, different ideas I have. Sure, sure. I think, and I think all of those are, all of these are really, 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 really important and really good. Really good content, for sure, yes. Mm -hmm. So we're excited about, you know, what's coming next for us, you know. Well, well good. You sh great. Yeah, I think I'm ready to be done with 2020, ready for 2021, and whatever it brings, it should be a very, very interesting um, year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for peace to take over and, you know, I'm excited for a better next year and to mm -hmm. see what better changes are going to come out of this. And, you know, hopefully we can look back eventually on this and go, man, we got through that, you know, it's over, you know, it's not going to be yeah. over for a while yet, but you know what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. I think that I, I think that once we get through this, we'll feel a lot better. We'll feel like we really, we might feel in the end, like we really accomplished something philosophically. This might be, you know, just the biggest challenge of our lives. I mean, I mean, I'm a few years younger than you. I'm 29. I mean, this is the biggest, this health pandemic, you know, it's the biggest thing that I've been through in my life. Dealing with this change in society has been like the thing in my life. So um, I, I certainly hope that when we do get better, we look back and I hope that we learn something from this. I'm concerned that we won't, that enough people will not learn anything from it, but I'm concerned that hopefully we'll learn from this. Yeah, I mean, um, I still don't think a lot of people are learning because a lot of people are still refusing to wear masks and yeah, well, just what's right by people, not just because, you know, 
and Biden said it best the other day. This doesn't. This isn't a political thing. Wearing masks. The reason they're telling it is because it's the right thing to do, not only for yourself but for everybody around you that you care about. It's not. It doesn't have to be a war. It doesn't have to be a fight. We don't have to keep hating each other. One of the things Jess and I were talking about in the last podcast is um, the fact that in the beginning, everybody kept complaining how bored they were. You know, they don't have anything to do. There's plenty you can do. I mean, enjoy. It's like parents were complaining about being with their kids all the time. Hey, take advantage of it because they only grow up once. Yeah, and don't take it for granted. Be happy. Yes, we understand it's hard to homeschool your kids. We understand how hard it is to have them home 24 hours a day. But be grateful because you're not going to get this chance again. You're not going to get this time again. And also, too, as far as us finding things to do, there's plenty you can do out there. You don't have to just watch TV. I mean, you could just, you know, read books, play games, listen to music, you know, all kinds of things. It's like, I personally think that God prepared us for this because how much do we have to do around here, Jess? Watch movies, listen to music. I have my crafts. I, I have, have books. books that I read to a story time group. I have my books. I have my Kindle I can read. So it's a matter how you respond to it, which is basically in life. It depends how you respond in life. You can choose to be bitter or better. It all looks the same thing. That's that's a good lesson. You can choose to be bitter or better. Mmm, to be bitter, to be better. Mmm, that's a that's a good that's a good. I I like the way that sounds. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my stepmother taught me that quote. <laughs> <laughs> or as you know, one of the guys I I watched a few years ago, Don Piper from Ninety Minutes in Heaven. He appeared on a few talk shows and he said. You know, you can either shake your fist at God or you can, you know, or shake your fist and be angry or you can, you know, reach out and have somebody else help you and go, come on, we'll walk through this together. Don't sit there and, you know. And that is, it's like, I've had people ask me, how do I get rid of my depression? Go help someone. And that's the truth. If you can find someone who's in the same boat you are, or even if they just need help doing something. It gets you yeah. out of depression really quick. Help them out. It's, a, it's great advice. Mm-hmm. That's really great advice for the listeners. And that's, that's true. I, I, I support that. Yes. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I think that people, I think that people are ready for, for a new, a new, a new, some new beginnings, some new things. And um, now that both of you, now that both of you are sitting there, what is your, oh, I have a, I have a good one here. Let's see. Let's see. Um, what do you have? If I, I have, I have a really, I have a really good question. I've never asked this question in this way before. Okay. If. If Aaron's opinion, my podcast only accomplishes one thing next year if i only manage to get one thing right or one mission right or one episode right what's the one right thing that you want to see me do oh Oh, man (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think that and this is one thing i've learned over the years from doing musical groups and my channel and as a matter of fact it paid off with with uh, Jesse, because we met on my YouTube channel, like I said in the last podcast. 
Um, if you know that your podcast is reaching someone and it is helping someone, that's the best payment you can get. Because money ain't got, sure money talks, but you know what? It doesn't always help. Sometimes a person needs human interaction. And that's when, that's, I always tell people, I don't care if I get paid or not, because the best payment I get is knowing that I was able to reach out and help someone in no time of need. I agree. What about, I completely, yeah, I love reaching out and helping people. I completely agree with that, with that statement for sure. And what about you, Jessica? Um, I would say just take a step out, try something new, you know. Okay, such, such something you've never done before. Take such as, you know? such as, such as what? Such as. What is something you've never done before? I don't know. Um, I know one thing I haven't done before, and I'm frustrated as heck, trying to save iTunes onto a hard drive. <laughs> yeah, my father-in-law sent me a video. I watched the video. Uh, they think, oh, click on this, um, go to this. I'm like, I don't know where that is. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's that's very that's that's very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe learn how to do more things next year. Maybe learn some new new tech skills. You know, practice using technology more and and things. Or maybe try to go back to school, study something, or teach something new, or you know. Heck, it took Jesse, and I had to really work with her on this. How many years did it take you to get over your fear in the kitchen? Two. Yeah, that's because I have a fear of fire, but that's yeah, a, but on, yeah, that's but, a whole another story. Right, but even still, now. We're just trying to get past the, this kitchen a mess. No, it's not. It's clean. <laughs> Wait, you well, want to get I, Jesse, you do fine on the kitchen, but you do come, become a little paranoid. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, guys, um, I... Um, that's all, all the questions I have. I, I really appreciate, you know, you two are so kind. I always appreciate having such kind people, such people who really enjoy Aaron's opinion as much as both of you do. Um, you're really, really an enjoyable, really an enjoy, really enjoyable, uh, people to talk to. Um, now here's some things to think about. You know, I don't know. Just, just say. before, just before, just before I back out, now, now you're gonna, now you're gonna give, give the real, give the real uh, ph philosophical shakedown, right? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, go but ahead, go. If you heard me say, you know, don't give me that look. Well, people, blind, sighted people often wonder, how the heck did you know she was giving you that look? You're in tune. If you're in tune with your mate, or in your relationship. That's the best way. Okay. <laughs> As I said, both of you are incredibly, incredibly kind to me. Um, and and I, I say that very seriously. I have, of course, just like all of us have in the YouTube or podcasting community, I've, I've come across some characters over the year. Um, and people are not, 99% of the people have been incredibly kind, but I have had a couple, a couple crazies, 
Um, so, you know, it's nice when I know that anytime I talk to either one of you, both of you are kind and, and knowledgeable and really ready to be helpful. And that's, that just, that just makes, that just makes it really worthwhile to me as a content creator and, and podcaster. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Do you take your dog for like a neighborhood walks there? We do, but not right now because again, it's so cold and snowy. Yeah. So crazy the other day, and they're talking for more snow tonight and stuff. Oh boy. Tonight, so. That is, you Although know, that she is... has wanted to get out on a treadmill, but we put a foot down on that one, literally. No, no dogs allowed on the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, I, I recall that when my, when my guide dog was alive, we, I, she loved the snow. But it is significant when you're blind. It's a lot harder to deal with that with a dog. Oh, yes. I know. That is a pain. You can eat. I remember fall. I, luckily, I didn't get severely injured, but I did remember falling at least once, once or twice. Um, you know, she pulled, she tripped on the ice or, you know, you start sliding around. I mean, you, got, you have to be really careful. Uh, yeah, my get, balance yeah. is trash. So, yeah, we don't like to take her off for walks when it's wintry out just because, you know. I don't trust myself walking on ice and snow. It just, you know. And when you're partially deaf, things sounds worse when it's snow. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can certainly, I can certainly imagine that. Which reminds me, which school did you get your dog at? Me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Guiding Eyes for the Blind. Yeah, Yorktown Heights, New York. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Um, I got my two. My first one was from Guide Dogs for the Blind in San Rafael. And then my second one I got from Guide Dogs of a Desert in Palm Springs. Yeah, Twyla's not a guide dog. She's just a pet. She's an emotional therapy animal, but she's not licensed for that, but that's what she is. She's actually trained herself for that. I see. I see. Yeah, that's another, you know what, that's another point. Yeah, I mean, guide dogs, that's, that, that is a sensitive issue for me. And I, I see a lot, I've seen posts all around the community where people say like they want to like home train their dog. You know, I have pretty, um, I, I have pretty forceful opinions about that. What about you? Um, I know guide dogs are not meant for everyone. And also every school has their methods that's different. Um, although one thing I have seen in the last several years that a lot of the schools are using is the food motivation. I don't like that because that can food can be a very very major distraction, and instead of and I I was always taught praise is a dog's paycheck. Hey, no bite. Right. And if you keep doing it with food, next thing you know, they're and they're going to take food off of people's plates without you knowing it. That's you know what I never. Over the 13 years I had my dog, I, that never, that never occurred to me. Yeah. Well, I support guide dogs. All right, guys. Well, that's, um, that's kind of all the, all the, everything that I want to say on this episode. I feel like we did, it was a good, really enjoyable recording for all of us, I hope, I think, right? Yep. And yep. Uh, any, any final words from, any final words from each of you? Uh just don't says, maybe I can help you ha and this is one thing I've always been taught by a lot of people 
yes, we have our disabilities, but our disabilities are not us. It's something we have, but it doesn't make us who we are. It's just a part of us. So that's one thing I will say, you know, for those out there that, you know, listen to this and watch us. And Don't they're struggling let your disability with, you know. become you. It is part of you. It doesn't make the whole thing of who you are. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Aaron, you and I could probably do some big podcasts on blindness issues like mobility and stuff or like that. Yeah. Or it's like I've been told, you are, you have a disability. You are not the disability. And also right. here's something else. You're, uh -huh. not, you're not disabled. You're differently abled. Yep. Right. Exactly. Or as one of my students told me, everyone on the planet has ability and every other person has a disability. Yes. That. <laughs> it's true. Everyone has ability. Everyone has disability. So we oh, have yeah. to. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we, we have to accept. We have mm -hmm. to be accepting and, and understanding of that. And mm -hmm. I think those that don't understand our disability, like the rest of the world as a whole, I think I call them emotionally blind. They're, they're ignorant. You know, they choose yeah. to not see. You know, so yeah. I call them emotionally and mentally blind. Society still thinks blindness is contagious, which I find to be hilarious. I find it to be strange. Uh, and oh, very, that too. Uh, and very... And somewhat darkly hilarious, um, but but just that, that that's just that's just weird. It's just a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. But everybody, you know, on this on this episode, um, we covered a lot of serious stuff tonight. Um, and both, you know, the other thing is, both you and Jessica have great podcasting voices. As I've said, as I love to say, both of you guys have incredibly annoying and attractive voices at the same time. I love hearing both of you talk. Um, cause you know, I'm on the East coast, so it's always nice to hear people from the, from, from the West, you know, with, mm -hmm. your, with your West, you know, your, your, your Idaho, you know, your Western, your West coast delivery, you know, that's so, so entertaining and so, so uplifting to hear the, the upbeat and the, 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 the passion that both of you have for, for everything that you do in, in, in life. It's really, really, really cool. All well, right, guys. You. Well, you're, you know, thank you. Thank, thank you to both of you. And um, guys, you know, if you have any questions about this episode, I don't know why you guys are so shy out there. I mean, am I really that intimidating? You could send me an email to Opinion 6 at gmail.com. And okay. also you can um, subscribe to our channels, uh, Jessica, Jessica's and mine. Um, and uh, I'm, we're both on Facebook. We're both on Twitter. So people have ways of getting a hold of us. And we're also on WhatsApp. Good, good. Yeah, I tell you what, in the, um, I can put your, I can put links to your channels in the comments of this particular video. Okay, that, that, that would be good. That. And then, yeah, and then you can see them and when you scroll to the bottom and you go through the comments, they could click on the on the comment list and see see your channel. Right. Sure, I can put your channels there. All right, everybody, that's, that's all I want to do with this one. You guys did a great job. As we say, uh, from the bottom of my, of my heart, um, to you, to you, Wayne, Jessica, the dog, everybody on your side of the camera, stay safe, take care of yourselves, stay healthy, please, 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 please. And yes, and please wear a mask. Might be a good idea. Who knows? Please just wear the mask. All right. Everybody else around the world, stay safe, stay healthy. Um, and as I like to say on my podcast, help one person today, help 1 million people.
tomorrow.